Welcome in to Sport and Order, the greatest game show in the history of the internet on Mondays, except for when it's on Tuesdays after Labor Day. And that's when we go heavy fandom and bring in Hunter Armour, video producer, fansided.com, looking like he's on his way to a 49ers game. Are they allowing fans in to uh, see the 49ers this year, Hunter? You got to have connections, Carm, and that's something I do not have. Well, you look like you should have connections. Josh Hill, editorial director, fansided.com. He's been here since the beginning of Fansided, even though he still looks like he should be interning. Welcome, Josh Hill. Well, that's I don't know how to take that, Carm, but I'll take it as a compliment. It's a compliment, baby. I, I, you, you, you look young. You look fresh. You look talented. You look smart. You look everything that I would want in a coworker. Great no, absolutely no problem. If you're just watching Sport and Order for the first time, this is how it works. We've got Jeopardy style scoring. One point for our questions one through five, two points for questions six through 10, and then five points for question 11. That's right, 11 questions, and our incredible competitors will have 30 seconds to answer each question today because we've got 11 topics spanning baseball and the NFL and the NBA. And yes, we have a tennis question today, which I'm very excited about question one for sport and order and thank you for watching and enjoy the podcast as well hunter since you are the most decked out fan in our fan-sided battle i'm going to let you start off sport and order today and we are starting with baseball and we are starting with the chicago cubs and we're starting with javi baez who was vocal last night complaining about the new 2020 mlb rule Players are not allowed video access during the games to review their at-bats. Now, this rule is partly from the fallout from the Astros cheating scandal. The question is, should MLB loosen their video restrictions to please Javi Baez and many others who would like to get some video time during the game? Hunter, what say you? They absolutely should. What did Javi Baez do wrong? He's just playing the game. He's expecting to go through his normal routine. This isn't about like the Astros cheating off a tablet. This is about the MLB mismanaging the whole situation, making the Astros even bigger villains, making more issues for the matter. They should have punished the Astros properly from the beginning. Go college football style. Take away their championship, ban them from the postseason for a couple of years. That will incentivize people not to cheat. That's what they should have done. I was all for vacating the Astros championship. Josh Hill, should they re uh, should they relook at these rules for video during the game? No, I mean, look, Javi Baez is complaining because he can't do something that technically you couldn't even do in baseball thirty years ago. There is no sport that romanticizes its history more than baseball. Yet there is no sport that complains about the rules more than baseball. What do you hear all the time? Oh, this is the game that we watched 100 years ago. It's being played the same way. I'm pretty sure that Babe Ruth wasn't reviewing his uh, swings after an at-bat in the Yankees' dugout. So, no. I mean, come on. Find a better way to be better, Javi. Uh, uh, Josh Hill gets this point in a landslide. Look in the mirror, Javi Baez. What? Don't put it on the video. Just, just walk up to the mirror and say, I suck. It's on me. If I was watching video, it, I shouldn't need a video to know that I just swung at a slider three feet outside or a fastball over my head. Come on, Hunter. What would Will Clark They're say? They're able back to in- do it in every other sport. You go on an NFL sideline, they're pulling up the plays right there. You look at NBA, they all got tablets in the locker room at halftime. Baseball's got to get with the times and technology. They got to find a way to do this. All right. That, that may be true, but 
whining about it is just lame. So Josh Hill, you get. How the are point. people supposed to know? You just sit there, sit on your hands quietly. People gotta know. You, you walk back to the dugout and you and you review the at bat. You can. I can't believe he threw me that slider on side pitch too. And I, oh, I, I mean, come on. What what happened to what happened to actually using your brain? He's he's got to know exactly what just happened. You're you're a professional athlete. This is. I thought, I thought doing research and watching game film was using your brain. Uh, okay. Am I missing something here? <laughs> Putting in the work. Somebody give Hill another point. Question two. Uh, two teams. Let's look at what's going on here. There were two teams that started off the year incredibly hot, including those Chicago Cubs who we mentioned in uh, question one. Thirteen and three. The Cubs were at one point. The New York Yankees were 16-6. and six. Now, the Yankees have lost six of their last seven. The Cubs have lost four of their last six for the second time since August 25th. The Cardinals right on their heels now. Cubs still up top the central. The Yankees are still in the playoffs. Who is more likely to get back to their early season level of play and actually do something in the playoffs? Josh Hill. I think it's the Yankees. I mean, if we've seen anything out of the Cubs, it's that when push comes to shove, Outside of that World Series year, what have they done? Going all the way back to the 108 or 9-year history of them not being able to do anything. But the Yan- I know that I'm going against the Cubs corner. So I'm it's okay. Not- Keep going. But the Yankees, that's a team that's come close to getting the World Series a handful of years. They've run into the Astros in the playoffs. This is a team that knows how to play in October. They're hungry to win in that ALCS, and they have to get over that hump. They have that drive and that hunger. Just because it's a short season doesn't mean that they're somehow not going to be able to accomplish it. Give me the Yankees. All right, so deduct that mythical point that I gave Hill for Hunter's bad add-on on question one for his bringing up the 108-year history of the Cubs, which has nothing to do with anything. Hunter, what do you got? I don't think it's the Yankees. I know it's the Yankees. Look at all the injury problems they've had this year. They've been without Stan and Judge for a while now. Look at this stat. Only eight games this year have they had Aaron Judge, DJ LeMahieu, Gary Sanchez, Stanton, and Torres all in the lineup, and they're six and two. All right, the championship window on the north side is closed. It's gone down to the south side of Chicago now, and the reality is the Yankees have the best lineup on paper. It's just about them being healthy. So assuming they get their health together in the next couple of weeks, they're in the playoffs. It is interesting, though, that the Cubs are most likely, highly likely in the playoffs where the Yankees actually could miss it. But I am with you, Hunter, so you will get this point for Hill's trolling of the Cubs history, and uh, I think it's logical. Although, and I like that you brought up the other team in Chicago, the old White Sox, but uh, I will remind Cub fans out there or anti-Cub people that you Darvish has been dominant and having that guy at the front of your rotation in the playoffs that could be huge, and, and the Cubs' number two is Kyle Hendricks, so I wouldn't completely rule them out. Let's go no, question. No wild card playing game this year, though. That, yeah. this, is, this is true. Three-game series. Three series. It'll be super interesting. By the way, the Cubs would play the Cardinals if they started the playoffs right now. The Yankees would play the Tampa Bay Rays. All right, question three. One more baseball for us. The new playoff format that we're talking about, 16 teams in the postseason. Today, 20 of the 30 MLB teams actually have a legitimate shot at making the playoffs. So only really 10 teams are out and we're near the end of the season, less than a third left here. Should baseball keep this playoff format going forward? What do you say, Hunter? Yeah, the regular season is too long and it's been too long for too long a time now. And, and baseball is this thing called the dog days where the games just basically suck and are meaningless. Shorten the regular season, extend the playoff pool, Look at NFL, NBA, NHL. They all allow more teams in the playoffs. Let's get more playoff action. 
more teams are involved throughout the regular season, so it's exciting instead of half the league and their fans dipping out for football season early because their team sucks. You like this, Josh Hill, more teams in the playoffs? I do. The way that baseball gets with the times isn't to allow some sort of video capability in the dugout. It's to make the game interesting in the playoffs. Nobody cares about hockey ever during the regular season. But ask a, an average sports fan or ask anybody who loves sports if playoff hockey is exciting. They will say yes because they will watch it because it is sudden death and there is some sort of element there that makes it exciting. Baseball doesn't have that. They tried it with the wild card game. People hated it. Expand the playoffs. Allow more teams in. And then you have more rooting interests. Like we just talked about, the Yankees, they might miss the playoffs in a, in a year where we have the playoffs differently structured expand it get more teams in there get more rooting interests well hold on a second who hates the wild card game i love the wild card game you don't like the wild card game it's yeah i mean it's like look <laughs> i'm <is> sorry <laughs> baseball's doing it the right way by expanding it this way they tried with the wild card give game. me the point give me uh, the point you know, the, i i i i gotta give the point to hunter here like hills I, the, the fact that nobody cares about the nhl regular season is not a reason to to expand the playoffs that's that's not a good thing here we i like the fact that there's at I least a little interest the NHL postseason either <laughs> uh, uh i and look i i don't think San Jose sharks they're not good in the playoffs there's nothing to <laughs> I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Baseball does not want to mimic hockey in, in, in taking on the lack of relevance that the regular season has. Same thing with the NBA, by the way. Uh, you want to be more like football, and, of course, football's expanding their playoffs too. Everybody goes to the playoffs. We all want more money in our – if we're team owners, right, more TV money. I get it. So, But I don't think 16 is too many, but the expansion is is fine. I guess, because I do love playoff baseball. Question four, my favorite question of the day. And that's right, we're talking tennis. Novak Djokovic, who may go down as the greatest tennis player in the history of the game, but uh, he let his emotions get the best of him at the U.S. Open. You probably have seen this. Djokovic was falling behind in the first set after getting broke. Uh, Pablo Carena Busta taking the 6-5 lead in that first set. Djokovic, very angry, takes the ball out of his pocket. Sends it to the back wall, but unfortunately strikes a lines person in the throat who wasn't paying attention, but that's not the lines person's fault. Djokovic, as the rule states, was disqualified from the tournament. And I'm asking, should Novak Djokovic been given at least some leeway since he did not intend to hit this lines person on purpose? Josh Hill. I hate having to defend him, but I would say... He showed instant remorse. It's not as though he was doing this out of anger. It wasn't like a McEnroe moment where he's shattering his racket and he's going on a tirade. There was some immediate remorse here. Now, Djokovic isn't necessarily a guy that you want to go out on a limb and defend, but I would say in this specific instance, I would give him a little bit of leeway. I still would say we have to kind of make an example here because, like, come on, let's, let's focus on the tennis. Let's not be doing all of this extracurricular stuff. But in, there was remorse. So I, I give him the benefit of the doubt this one time. Game point, uh, set point. Pablo, you get the first set. That would have made some sense to me. What do you think, Connor? I, I completely disagree with Hill here. First of all, it was done out of anger. He didn't intentionally mean to hit her. But he was frustrated and angry with this game. He lost his poise and hit the ball. In a sport like tennis, you can't do that. You have to keep together. And it literally broke the rules. 
So you break the rules, you deal with the punishment. And secondly, on top of that, uh, remorse, okay, that's nice. There's murderers on death row with remorse. Are we letting them out of prison? No, like you broke the rule, you get the punishment. It was the round of 16. He lost the first set and he lost his poise. He deserved to, he deserved to get the punishment of the rule. Hold on a second here. Red definitely deserved to meet Andy Dufresne down in Zihuataneo. He had remorse, and I was on his side getting on out. Uh, if we're going to go down that train. I'm talking about real life, not movies, Carm. There, well, hey, there was, a, there was a real life of a guy getting out of Chicago this weekend who was a great story. But we don't need to go down that train. I'm well, just telling you. Nobody, nobody's ever been murdered by a tennis ball, too. Do we just equate this? The rule is there, and he broke the rule. It's, it's pretty simple. Oh, but hold on. Let's just say for argument's sake that neither of you brought up. What happens if he hit her in the shoulder or she caught it or he just missed entirely? What do we do then? But is it, is it, is it, the, is it the action or is it where it hit and the, and the fact that this person was down on the ground? It gets more media attention where it hit. That clip goes viral, but he still broke the same rule. I'm with Hill. Hill gets the point here. It, Use your. Matter. This is the one point round. Whatever you can have all the one pointers you want. Use common sense. It was wrong. Give him a give him a penalty. Don't disqualify him from the tournament for that. That was ridiculous. If you if he had done a you know an extended berating and then he smacked the ball, okay, then you're out. But this was this was different. Props I, to I, tennis for putting the rules above ratings. <laughs> they only got a few good players that people know about, and they just kicked one of them out. I mean, if it was the last person on the tour, I would have expected uh, the same treatment that I wanted. But true, uh, they that was not good for ratings. That Novak's not playing the rest of the way here. All right, we're going to the NBA. And question five is about the Milwaukee Bucks, who, even though there was mounting evidence on this, I'm still shocked that they are on the verge of elimination. Giannis Antetokounmpo may or may not play in game five. Uh, more importantly, Giannis is going to be offered a super max deal at the end of the year here. Milwaukee, of course, is going to be begging him to stay. Should Giannis stay in Milwaukee, the only place he's known in the league, I'm sure his heart is very much there, or should he – Look for greener pastures a year from now, Hunter. He's got to get to a bigger market, and Milwaukee's just not the place for him for that, to get all the sort of attention that he could get in an L.A., a New York, one of the bigger markets in basketball. On top of that, the coaching staff in the front office has completely fumbled in how to manage Giannis. Look at the minutes that he's been playing in the playoffs, 35 minutes in a playoff game when they're down in the series and you have the two-time MVP, he should be playing 48 every night. And the guy's 25 years old, and they're treating him like he's 35. He needs a better situation with someone who knows how to use him. Going at Mike Budenholzer a little bit, which uh, is fair. Josh Hill? Yeah, he needs a better situation. I mean, there's been instances in this playoffs where I've forgotten that Giannis is on the team. And when he's the MVP and he's your best player, how is he not out there all the time? The question, though, is where is the better situation? I mean, if you, everybody's saying, you know, Golden State because KD went there, but, like, that's outside of there. Where is he going to go where he's going to have a team he can trust to build around him? Miami? That's Jimmy Butler's team right now. You think that's going to work? That didn't work so when, when Jimmy Butler went to Minnesota and had Thibodeau and Cat. Is he going to go to New York? If we're going to talk about franchises and front offices that ruin players' careers, the Knicks are the kings of doing that. So he's got to go somewhere else. Milwaukee's just too small of a market, but he has to find the right place. I just don't know where that is. It's just so tough right now in the NBA to find a spot where Giannis can be the king. 
That was a solid answer, non-answer. Yeah, Hill, you you were you were on such a good path there. I was going to give you the point, and then you just didn't. You didn't. You did First of all, you should stay. By the way, you, what? you don't. Small markets are are irrelevant now. Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, they were huge in Oklahoma City. LeBron was huge in Cleveland. But they didn't win. They didn't win in Oklahoma City. KD won in. In Golden they, State. they didn't win because they didn't play winning basketball. It wasn't the market's fault. What's going I, on but, with Portland? Yeah. I, the superstar in Portland. I'm giving, I'm giving Hunter the point because he was uh, – it's, it's by default here, Hill. I, I was with you until you just like, I have no idea what he should do. Maybe he should go play overseas and go back. But you were you teed it up right, by the way. The Knicks would be a disaster. Where, where are you going to go? To The whole Scottie Pippen thing is disgusting too. When did Scottie Pippen win back-to-back MVPs? And by the way, uh, Scottie Pippen was phenomenal. We all know this. All right, one more question on the Bucs, uh, and, and more so actually about the L.A. Lakers. The Bucs on the verge of elimination. Nobody thinks they're going to get past Miami now. So that was the finals matchup that everyone wanted, but they're going to be out. So who is now the biggest challenger to the Lakers or whoever comes out of the Western Conference coming out of the East? Who in the East? would give the best finals matchup that we would all enjoy watching, Josh Hill. I, I think it might be Jimmy Butler and the Heat. I don't know if they're going to beat the Lakers. I think that the Lakers, if they don't face the Bucs, they're going to win the NBA finals. And I think the Clippers would be the same case. It might be a better series if it's Clippers-Heat. But if it's Clippers-Lakers, you get LeBron going to go up against Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler's entire career has been fueled around Nobody thinks I'm good enough. Nobody thinks I'm the superstar. Nobody appreciates that I'm up at 2 in the morning working out, dropping weights in my hotel room, waking everybody up. The Jimmy Butler narrative has gotten so much more interesting now that he's about to knock out Giannis. The fact that he could do that too to LeBron, that's going to be good. That's entertainment for me. It's not going to happen, but give me the heat and give me the Lakers because at least it's going to be entertaining. I, I, I'm with you, in the, but I don't, and I'm not so certain it's not going to happen. What do you think, Hunter? I'm going to give you the heat as well, but with some actual substance in my answer here. <laughs> right? you're, you're seeing the Rockets play the Lakers right now with small ball, and we saw how it affected the Lakers in game one. Anthony Davis is a different player when he's going up against a team with small ball. It puts more pressure on LeBron to do more of the ball handling across the court because he's suddenly the big and the point guard at the same time. He's going to wear down. I agree that the Lakers are still going to win, but the Heat can go small against the Lakers and create some interesting matchups. I think it would be the Lakers in five or six. You don't think Bam Adebayo is going to be on the court a whole lot? I think I think you're seeing right, right now the blueprint for the Lakers is make them go small. That, that might be the blueprint. I don't know if Miami's going to do it. I, I'm actually giving the points to I'm Hill just because he teed up the Jimmy Butler-LeBron matchup, which would be so sweet to watch. And let's get revenge for LeBron in the corner against the Bulls 2015. Hill teeing up some hatred. And Jimmy Butler in the finals with that scowl on his face would be amazing entertainment. I actually think the Celtics are going to get through, but neither of you teed that I'd up. I'd like so. the Celtics to get through better, but I think I like the Heat's chances against the yeah. Lakers better than the Celtics. Right. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Question... Seven with uh, let me just double check here for our podcast people. Josh Hill in the lead, four three. As we go to question seven, in a seesaw affair here, uh, worth two points here. The Houston Rockets were impressive in game one over the Lakers in the Western Conference semis, and they did drop game two, uh, came back with a great comeback in the second half, being down big at halftime. The question is, though, can the Rockets line up? No center, no power forward, really. Harden, 
Westbrook, P.J. Tucker, Robert Covington, Eric Gordon. Can that team actually be a model for how NBA basketball is going to be played going forward? Basically positionless, shoot the three, play good defense. Question seven, that means, Hunter, you're up. So there's two answers to this. The Rockets can't and win, won't, won't, won't win a title with this lineup. It's just not going to happen. They're not going to be able to withstand seven games. But small ball has already been proven to work, and that's with the Golden State Warriors. The difference with those Warriors teams is that their bigs, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, are positionless. You need positionless bigs so that they can play defense on the big guys and match up against the other team however needed. The Rockets are just too small all around, and they don't have anyone truly positionless that could play the five spot as well as the one. Interesting way of looking at it. Josh Hill? No, I don't. I, look, Hunter's going to get the point because we have to tie it up here. But <laughs> No, we don't. Me, no, the, the Rockets aren't going to win because you can't trust – I've trusted the Rockets far too long in these past couple of years to try and figure it out with James Harden. It's his team. You're building it around because he leaves Oklahoma City, and you're like, this is finally going to be his chance to shine and be, you know, Jimmy Butler's in Miami right now. We're watching them have that moment. But then you bring in Russell Westbrook, and you still can't put together a team that's attractive enough that you can say that we can sit here and have a conversation and say, yes, the Rockets absolutely can win the NBA Finals with this lineup because X, Y, and Z. I get and I appreciate that they've got this far in the playoffs. I appreciate that they gave the Lakers a hard time so far. But no, there's nothing about this team that I like. So I'm very offended that you think that I try to keep these scoring close, Hill. That, was a, that is an attack on my scoring integrity. However, I am giving the two points to Hunter Armour because you, I don't think you answered the question, Josh Hill. The, this is a, the whole point is, are they go, is this a model? And I, th I think your answer to that question is no, but you're basically just saying that you don't like Houston. You think they suck. My hatred for the Rockets has consumed my ability to answer <laughs> the question. About the I hate for, for, that, uh, for that honesty, I will, I, will, I will carry that over into the next question because that was, that was a good seeing yourself in the moment. So I appreciate that. Question eight, back to the NFL we go. And Patrick Mahomes is the favorite to win the MVP this year. But last year, it was a sleeper. That was Lamar Jackson coming out of nowhere, the Ravens finishing 14-2. and two. I want a sleeper pick for 2021. Who do you got, Josh Hill? Well, the sleeper pick, it's hard to pick a sleeper pick for MVP because you've got such these, these titan names. But I would keep an eye on Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers isn't a guy you should sleep on ever, but somehow people have done that for a couple of years. And now look at him coming into this situation. They draft Jordan Love in the offseason. So the narrative going into the year is this guy's done. Aaron Rodgers got, he's, he's cooked. Nothing left to prove. We're a few years removed from Aaron Rodgers' whole relaxed thing. Everybody remember when they counted them out and the Packers tore off a bunch of wins, almost went on a Super Bowl run? This is a guy you do not want to motivate. His entire career has been motivation. So, no, Aaron Rodgers, that's the guy. You see the uh, you see video producer. Hunter. Oh yeah, Mr. Rule follower over there. Oh yeah, we got to follow all the rules. Oh, I remember that. Let's go. He, hey, he, all right. So, well, hold on, hold on. Just just for the just for the knowledge of everyone, Aaron Rodgers is plus twenty three hundred. Uh, if you put down a hundred bucks, you get twenty three hundred for Rodgers for MVP. So that most definitely counts as a sleeper, even though it's Aaron Rodgers. Go ahead, Hunter. So Hill actually stole my answer, and I thought about changing wow. it, but I'm going to roll with it because I think I had better points. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers has a chip on his shoulder, but look at the way they ran through their division last year. 8-0 against their division. They beat the Vikings twice, and everyone is picking the Vikings to be better than the Packers this year. 
right? So they could roll through their division. That's eight wins right there. A few more, they could have the same record as last season. Aaron Rodgers is an MVP candidate right there. Plus 2,300 odds, like Carm mentioned. That's a great bet right now. And honestly, I think the chip on the shoulder just gives them a little bit more edge. This is a make or break year for Aaron Rodgers. So I do love the chip on the shoulder part here. Uh, that is that is 100% accurate. And it's a good knowledge by Hunter that the Packers did not lose one division game last year. They lost. They got smoked by the Niners. They lost to the Chargers. And they lost to the Eagles in a they touchdown. They beat the Chiefs also. I mean, no yeah. Mahomes, but they beat the Chiefs. Yeah, no. They, listen, they had a phenom- phenomenal year. Um, but since – hmm, this is tough. I'm giving it to Hill because he came, we went Rodgers first. I mean, that, you, I, I, I got to – this is the way that the whole thing goes here. You can't just better burn point. Dog Hill with his pick, uh, even though Connor did have some great knowledge there with the, with the schedule. But, you know. I had, actual, I had actual statistics to back up my argument, but, you know. I, I think Hill was listening to Stack in the Box earlier today. I think you both were because I was very high on Rodgers today, and that's what just happened. So, Josh Hill, you, you reclaim the lead 6-5 as we move – to question nine, as, and we stay uh, in the NFL. It's rare, y'all, but uh, last year there were two NFL coaches that did get fired in the middle of the year. Uh, Ron Rivera, Jay Gruden, both were given their walking papers, and then, of course, Freddie Kitchens, Pat Schumer, uh, Jason Garrett going after the season. But who will be the first head coach fired in 2021? Hunter. Adam Gase. Easy. I mean, look, looking at their schedule, I could easily see the Jets start the season 0-9. It just seems like a recipe to fire their coach. On top of that, is anyone really expecting much out of Sam Darnold? Like, if Sam Darnold has a great Sam Darnold year, how good is that? Is that, you know, like, is that Trubisky a couple years ago? Like, I just don't expect much from him. The Jets' best option is to just tank for Trevor. A lot of teams should be tanking for Trevor, perhaps. Josh? Uh, Matt Patricia. This has been long overdue for the Lions to get rid of Matt Patricia, and this could be the year. Because, look, no guy of all the Belichick apples that have fallen off that tree, nobody has tried to make their team into a Patriots cover band more than Matt Patricia has. He's gone out and hired or signed how many different ex-Patriots. They don't work outside of the system. Matt Patricia was in the system. He doesn't work outside of the system. Can he do anything with that offense? That's going to be the big thing. Like, look, what was their biggest offseason move on offense? They signed Adrian Peterson. Are you kidding me? Matthew Stafford can be an elite quarterback. He can be right up there with Aaron Rodgers as the second best quarterback in the NFC North, but he's being held back by Matt Patricia's inability to be a good head coach. That's, you, you would agree, though, that it's not Matt Patricia's fault that they didn't sign anybody, but you think that Matt Patricia is just in a bad spot, and you also think he sucks, correct? I think that if Matt Patricia really thinks he's the man, he's, as he walks, you know, spinning that hat backwards, he wants to be Belichick, he should go in and make Belichick calls. He should go in there and say, no, this is the team I want to put together. It's the head coach's fault if he can't put together a team. If you come from Belichick's tree and you can't replicate at least that ability to say, this is the team that I want. Let's go out and get it. Then he he's hasn't not earned that right, though. He hasn't earned that right. Belichick has earned that right from multiple Super Bowl championships. He, uh, no, he wants to be Belichick. So if you want to be that, you have yeah, to. 
try and imitate. You've got to go out and get these rewards. All right, pause. I, I do think that uh, there's more heat on Adam Gase in New York. The Lions, actually, a lot of people think they're going to have a bounce-back year here. Hill, I guess if they don't, maybe Josh will be right, but I'm going to give the points to Hunter here because I think it's much more likely that Adam Gase obvious, is going to find his way. This answer. Uh, out I was of, just afraid to copy my answer after what happened. <laughs> is that true, Josh Hill? Were you, afraid of, situation of, were you afraid of Hunter's brilliance? Uh, question 10, Cam Newton, my guy, he's calling his fit with the Patriots, quote, a match made in heaven. And now we've got ESPN's Mike Tannenbaum going out and making comments saying that, hey, and by the way, this is a former NFL general manager, that, an early storyline in 2020 could be when will Newton sign an extension with the Patriots? Here's the question. The Patriots jump out early. They're winning games. Cam's off to a good start. And you're New England. Let's say they're 4-1. and one. Does Would it be smart for New England to jump in early and be like, whoa, this Cam has actually figured it out. We should sign him to a long-term deal and roll with him for the future. Josh Hill, are you in on Cam if he does that? I don't think they need to wait. I think they should do it now. You have, a, you have the chance to sign Cam Newton, a guy – who is a top 10 quarterback of the last, you know, 10 years, because he's been in the league since 2011. We have underrated Cam Newton so tremendously. He took a team that was basically a lot of us to the Super Bowl in 2015. He is so good, but we have underrated him, and it's always some, oh, it's injuries, it's this, this, and that. Belichick is a guy who doesn't have that large of a window left. If he wants to tether himself to somebody, there is far worse people than Cam Newton to say, hey, this is the guy I'm going to end my tenure with New England with. Cam Newton. Coming off, coming off shoulder, coming off foot injuries. Okay. Uh, Hill, doesn't want, Hill doesn't need to see anything. That's an all-in move. Hunter, what do you think? Well, I think that there's a lot with Cam that still has to be known. One of it is obviously the injuries. The second part, though, is this offense using Cam Newton is completely different than using Tom Brady. We don't really know if it's going to work yet. That's great they're having good practices together but we got to see more. On top of that, Belichick has an ego. He believes that anybody at quarterback he can find success with. I don't think I could see him jumping at the gun too early with a guy that still has some kinks to prove out with the team and how he's going to fit with that organization and offense. What happens if he's thrown 15 touchdown passes through the first three games and they're 3-0? and You signing him then? You, then you start talking. Start talking, sure. But mm. I, I just think you can't today – make that move we you haven't even played it down yet okay uh hmm. there's not even preseason like i mean hill for your incredible just lack of sense and just willing just to go out there and fly forward i'm going to give you the points because you're like you know what i'm in on cam i'm a believer i, I don't need to like yeah, look yeah. to the point about he, you haven't seen anything and that the offense isn't built the way that it was for cam newton that it was for tom brady He'll, Belichick is one of the best head coaches ever, if not the greatest. If there's a guy who's going to adapt his system to win and give a middle finger to everybody that said he couldn't do it, it's going to be him. See your future, sure be your future. Be Josh McDaniels, you sure it's going to be Belichick changing the office and not Josh Ooh. McDaniels? Yeah, that's, that's going to be a disaster. But Hill's trying to save the Patriots money on the cap. He's just all in. This is going to work. He's believing in it. I, that level of boldness. I don't even like the Patriots. That's the thing. Like, I'm rooting for him. I'm not, uh, I don't like the position I'm in. Uh, but I know uh, I'm right. So I just all right, let's get to this final question so I can get my five points in the victory here. Uh, the confidence that Hunter brings to the table is a little bit bold, but uh, impressive as well. All right, question 11. 
We're going into the gambling world, team. We've got uh, some of Vegas's finest or Atlantic City's finest or whoever's finest. The gamblers across the world. They're coming in with big money, according to the bookmakers, the, the so-called, as they call it, the sharp money, for those in the know. And they're putting it on the Bills under nine wins, the 49ers under 10 and a half, the Lions over seven. Take that hill on your map, Patricia. The Colts under nine and a half, Rams under eight and a half, Jaguars over four and a half. You can pick one of those or you can pick something else. What is your best sharp play for 2021 where you're basically going against the public? What do you got? That's me, right? I'm it going is you, first. Hunter. Five points on the line. Hunter, right. Armour, you're well, up. The whole point of gambling is to actually win money. It might be fun to go, oh, on some flyer here or something here. You look at these win totals over under. They're set in a way so it's hard to make the call, all right? But the most sure thing, the most sure guaranteed way to win money in this NFL season is to put it down minus 300 on Trevor Lawrence to be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. He's the best prospect since Andrew Luck. Even if he gets hurt this year, I bet he's still going number one. So I know that's a little more creative than maybe you're ready for, Carm. But if you want to win money, put 100 bucks down on Trevor Lawrence. You win 33 bucks. Put 300 bucks down. You win 100 bucks. You want to win money. That's the way to do it. Okay. Uh, best, your best sharp money play for 2021, Josh Hill. Well, I'm not going to insult you, Carm, so you'll have that going for you. But I'm going to go off the board, too. The, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers are 7.5 on their over-under. Bet the under on that. That's plus 100. There's no way that they're getting the seven wins this year. That is just an incredibly bad number for them. They have to go through the AFC West, so you've got the Chiefs in there. You also have an improved Broncos team, and you've got the Raiders who are going to be good. They lost Derwin James, so the defense isn't going to be that great. Tyrod Taylor starting at quarterback. You say what you will about Tyrod Taylor. He's not the guy who's going to fix that. Justin Herbert's back there. If we see him this year, he's going to go through the gauntlet. The Chargers are in a rough, rough spot already in the season. hasn't even started. There's no way they are getting the seven wins. That that's not easy money, though. You don't know. Like, that's not easy money. Trevor I do know. I, everybody go better. I'm telling you. I know for a fact. I'm right. Trevor Lawrence could right tear his ACL and still be the number one pick. Right, but that wasn't the question. This is the NFL season. Now you're talking it about the college now. It is. Part of the draft. It's all part of the same year. Hell, you got to start smiling because Hunter just went so far off the board. It's not oh. the NFL season. You got to give it well, to Hill. Put 300 down on Trevor Lawrence right now. That bet exists. He's That's playing for Clemson. We're not talking about Clemson and Trevor I'm Lawrence. About the NFL draft. I'm not talking about Clemson either. He could go to any school you want. Throw him at some JUCO. Judge, jury, and everything there. else. Josh Hill gets your five points, and he's going to walk off he with the – <laughs> It's rigged. <laughs> I, I got to call it as I see it. I laid out 17 bets for you. You went off the board to, 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 to who's going to be picked in the, in, the, in the draft of the first round. Yeah, that, those odds are only going to get worse when he wins the Heisman this year. You get on it now, you win money. Okay, we're talking sharp money for this for the season. I, I listen. Sharp money. Our, well, I mean, what, what draft is it? What's the draft? What's the name of the draft? The NFL draft. Yeah. It's it's look NFL at 2021 draft. in the title here. 2021. I'm talking about the 2021 NFL draft. Yeah, but we weren't talking about the draft. We're talking about teams. We're talking. That was so far off the board. It was unbelievable. You didn't I, set that. You didn't set those <laughs> boundaries at the start. 
kind of protocol is this? this right, is, you, 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 I, I did not need to set those I'm protocols. That was, that was, I, 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 I gave you bucks. 17 options. The guy goes with Trevor Lawrence out of nowhere. What, what am like I supposed to put 500 bucks here. on Duke? What am I put on? Put on a, let's put Carolina to win the NCAA tournament. What's going on here? I'm not talking about college. I'm talking NFL. I don't, I don't know how much more clear I can get. Hunter, any other further well, comments? Anybody watching, to anybody watching, you should listen to me. Put your money on Trevor Lawrence, minus 300, to be the number one overall pick. Feel free. It's only going to get steeper as we get closer to that date. So put it down now, and you will win money. Feel free to put it in the chat right now as I, as that that Carm had this correct. At the Carm was correct. At Hunter Armour was completely and utterly ridiculous with his Trevor Lawrence. About what? Jo Josh, Hill. Josh Hill, thoughts about being the winner today. What do you got? Do we get any prize money? Because I'm going to put that down plus 300 on Trevor Lawrence being the <laughs> in the NFL draft. Hill, I'm giving you the win on this thing, and you're you're, you're trying to you you want me to give no, it back? I already over? won. You can't take it away. So I mean, well, that's look, not necessarily a true. He's a smart guy. He 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 knows. He's a smart guy. Gentlemen, thank you for putting it all on the line today. I know it meant a lot to you, Hunter. Clearly, uh, you know this is you know your your emotions on the table here were beautiful, and that's that's the that's the commitment, the want that we'd love on Sport and Order. Thank you for watching Sport and Order coming out. Most times on Mondays, of course, but we had the holiday yesterday. So Tuesday, we did it this week at uh, f 5 Eastern, right, 4 and Central. And one, one other thing, um, next week on Sport and Order, make sure you tune in. We will have a new host. Going at the host is one of the most terrible moves you can do. Hunter this Armour. Is like, is, this, it, is why, it, this is why it's like Djokovic in the tennis ball. It, it, it is, in, his, in his final appearance on Sport and Order, Hunter Armour, give it his all. You too, Hill. Thank you very much for playing. We will see you next week.